In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 306th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this episode simply a look at Kyle Shanahan and the 7-6 San Francisco 49ers. They are currently in the sixth slot in the NFC for the playoffs. They'll face the Falcons, who are 6-7, and seven, and in the 10th in the spot in the NFC, trying to get into the top seven. The two teams will play on Sunday at Levi Stadium at 4.05 Eastern Time on Sunday. So the playoff race is real. Uh, a lot of people are, are, you know, mocking it. Uh, even our columnist Mark Bradley said, hey, this doesn't look like a playoff team, but hey, they, they are here. They are here at 6-7, and seven, and they have a path to get to the playoffs. Uh, starts in San Francisco. So they'd have to win this game. Then Detroit comes to Atlanta. You need to win that game. And then um, if you don't win the San Francisco game, you absolutely have to win the game at Buffalo. And then um, the only barrier to the playoffs would be the rival New Orleans Saints sitting there in the 17th game of the season. And if you can beat them again, uh, do what you need to do, kind of go 3-1 and one down the stretch, the playoffs are a possibility. So let's hear from Matt Ryan discussing the playoffs. You have to remind guys all the time, we can't look too far ahead. You know, you have to have this, you know, narrow focus. And I keep going back to, you know, you, know, you got to make the big things little. You know, you got to keep things really simple. And um, I know I'm not smart enough or have the wherewithal to handle, you know, too much. It's just about small focus. And, um, you know, I think if we do that, we'll be okay. And this game is more important to win for the Falcons than in the Buffalo of the two tough games that they have left or uh, their two tougher games because San Francisco is a game ahead of them and they're in the NFC. So if you lose to them, then you would not have the tiebreaker, the head-to-head tiebreaker. And see, the uh, Falcons are in a bad spot already. With uh, At 6-7, and seven, there's a gang of five teams, and two of them, the Eagles and the Washington football team, have beaten the Falcons. So they already have the head-to-head tiebreaker. So you need them to somehow slide behind you. But here's Kyle Shanahan, um, coach of the 49ers, discussing their playoff situation. I don't know. I think they're pretty good. I mean, you you guys probably know more of that than I do. I just know we got to keep winning each game. Is how I look at it, and um, felt good going into this game. And I, we got one more win, so um, feel a little bit better. But I, I know that doesn't matter. We got to keep winning each week, and um, if we keep doing that, then you you don't ever have to really look at anybody else. Yeah, he says they just have to keep winning. And you know, we uh, we had a good time with Kyle Shanahan when he was here in uh, 15 and 16. He was always helpful to the media. Uh, did a great job of explaining the outside zone uh, offense to all of the media and some private um, 
media sessions and so forth to help us better understand how they wanted to attack defenses. And uh, that was uh, uh, really good times back then with Coach Kyle. And, um, you know, he since left and uh, took San Francisco to the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, so he's been there twice in, uh, in the recent Super Bowl uh, uh, kind of rotation. Uh, didn't run the ball when they had the lead in that one either. So don't feel bad about that. But, yeah, Coach Shannon also uh, opened his press conference with his um, injury report. And, you know, that's um, we, we see where our coach doesn't give the injury report. Um, but he gives the injury report because then they can get on the football questions because we got to ask about the injury report. So he gets right to the mic, says who's hurt, who's out, who they got to look forward to, um, and then, you know, opens it up for questions. So that way you don't have to play injury report roulette. You get more football questions in and um, – you um, do a better job of reporting the injuries. So they're coming off a big win against the Cincinnati Bengals, 26-23 to in overtime. And it happened on a, just a bizarre uh, catch and run by Brandon Ayuk. And uh, Kyle Shanahan here explains what happened on that play. I, I think they were playing man coverage, and it was just a situation where we um... – we got back down there and it was first down so they could honor the run and we just ran a bootleg um, and brought Ayuk across and uh, didn't expect it to score. Um, thought it would hopefully get us inside the three, but the move that he made was unbelievable. I still don't know how he got in. I didn't really trust it till they made it official. I mean, he's a young guy and he's everything we hoped he'd be in terms of the person and the talent. Um, and there's a lot more there. He's getting better each week. Uh, that was a hell of a deal by him. Um, you know, and he didn't get a lot of balls, I don't think, throughout the game. But every time he did, he made a hell of a play. And to be able to finish right there and just what he's done throughout this year, um, he's continuing to get better. And there's a lot more in there. So I think it's a good thing for the 49ers. Well, there it is. Uh, great catch. Uh, great explanation from Coach Kyle. Let's move on to um, some of the defensive issues that the Falcons will face with the uh, 49ers. Uh, the biggest one is Nick Bosa. He's got 14 sacks. And we know the Falcons' offensive line has struggled in pass protection this season. However, over the last three games, they've been able to carve out some room for them to run for more than 120 yards. They have improved here in recent time, in the recent games, and uh, played very well last week against the Carolina Panthers. They'll have a new challenge against the uh, stouter San Francisco front on Sunday. But here's what Arthur Smith had to say about the offensive line. Like a lot of uh, players on our team, a lot of groups on our team, they continue to work, get better. Uh, they did a nice job with the game plan. Uh, it's a good defense, and, you know, it's it kept Matt pretty clean. Yeah, no doubt. Zero, zero sacks. Five uh, quarterback hits against the Panthers. We know in the previous matchup they had they gave up three sacks and eight quarterback hits. Part of that is they were playing in the lead. They didn't have to throw it as much. And uh, when you get into those drop back situations, they um, you know it's a little bit tougher pass protecting. So they'll need to not get into those against the 49ers who have 33 sacks on the season. Also, they ditched their. Um, rotating center situation and here's what uh what coach uh smith had to say about that just like we rely on a lot of our decisions do like make the best decisions to, to help us win to help the team and that's no knock on drew uh just what we felt based off the last couple of weeks it could change this week D-Led, depending on the matchups uh just how everything goes this week of practice yeah that's coach he's he started uh 
Matt Hennessy in the Tampa Bay game and Jacksonville game, and then they played. He played two series. Then Drew Dahlman would come in, the uh, fourth round pick out of Stanford. They ditched that plan at halftime of the um, Tampa Bay game and did not use it against the Panthers. I try to keep an open mind about it because you know old school. Uh, the Cleveland Browns used to rotate guards. You had messenger guards running in the place for Paul Brown. So I'm like, hey, maybe rotating centers could be a thing. But uh, it only lasted uh, one game and a half. And uh, he kind of left the door open saying based on matchups and so forth. But I'm thinking they're they're, they're ditching that uh, that plan of rotating the center position. And they, uh, you know, if they were expecting to get a better Matt Hennessy out of it, maybe that's what they end up with. But um, you're going to see, you know, he says that they're open, so we'll just keep an eye on it. But uh, I believe they ditched that plan to rotate the centers. And uh, Matt Hennessy will be in there here going down the stretch. And your guards, Jalen Mayfield and Chris Lindstrom, they're doing good. Um, Mayfield and Matthews have something going on that left, on that side of the field. They've been able to run the ball over there. They've been able, that's where, I'm going to go look at the 88 plays over the last three games and chart where the yards are coming from. And I'm, you know, I kind of going in there thinking that most of them or some of the better runs are on that Mayfield and Matthews side of the line where you generally want to run behind the right side. But uh, uh, they've been getting a little bit over there, but it seems like a little bit more on the left side of the line. So let's, um, you know, San Francisco, let's keep digging in on them. They, um, they're they kind of hot. They're streaking. I think we called it that in our story that's up on AJC.com. But um, they got off to a bad start. They started 2-4 and four and, um, you know, were trying to play Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo and finally decided, hey, we got to go with Jimmy G. And uh, for now, where, where Trey Lance was the third player drafted overall. And, you know, I'm a proponent of uh, making them sit and – uh, until they're ready to play, play them. And we see so many rookie quarterbacks struggle. And you're seeing uh, some some of that this year. Uh, when Kansas City, Kansas City did it right. When they drafted Pat Mahomes, they didn't play him right away. They had Alex Smith in there. And when he was ready to play, he played one game his rookie year. And then over the offseason, they thought he was ready to go. They traded Alex Smith to Washington. So Trey Lance wasn't ready. Gets to learn, and um, I believe Kyle Shanahan and uh, his staff are doing a, uh, a good uh, job with that. So after the two, they won the first two, beat the Lions and the Eagles, and then um, you know played some good teams, lost to Green Bay, Seattle, Arizona, and the Colts. So they're two and four out of the gate. But um, they've turned it around since then, since Halloween. They beat the Bears 33-22 on Halloween. Uh, lost again to Arizona. So they even if they get hot, I don't think they can catch Arizona, even though Arizona lost last night. Uh, but then they beat the Rams 31-10. Uh, one at Jacksonville, 30-10. Wow, what's going on in Jacksonville? <laughs> Man, Urban Meyer. That's a, that doesn't sound like a good deal down there right now. Minnesota. 34 uh, they beat them 34 26 then they lost surprisingly to seattle last week and then bounced back with a big uh win over cincinnati who's uh looking like a playoff team over in the afc so um that's the uh, season by season for the 49ers um 
Started off two and four, rebounded to to you know seven and six right now. Looking like um, a lot of people suggested it, uh, a playoff team, possible Super Bowl contender. Uh, they're starting to you know round into shape. Maybe they get hot down the stretch and uh, uh, make another run. But uh, that's their um, their season game by game. Now the offense. Let's look at that, and we're going to hear from uh, Coach Smith and uh, Coach Shanahan about one of the great football players in the National Football League. You know, the Falcons uh, played out there a couple years ago, and we saw George Kittle drive Ricardo Allen into the ground. But, um, you know, their main weapons are, you know, of course, Jimmy G, uh, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Uh, running backs, a uh, musical chair situation. Elijah Mitchell's out. Uh, was out last week against the Bengals, and Jeff Wilson came in and, and ran the ball for him. Uh, they like to run it with Debo Samuel and throw it to him. Uh, Kiddo had 13 catches against the Bengals. So uh, those are the key offensive weapons for the 49ers. Let's hear what Coach Smith thinks of George Kittle. Got a lot of respect for George Kittle. Uh, you know, he's one of those players, and you look at you watch him play, he doesn't cheat the game. Uh, he's a very, very effective route runner. He knows how to get open, makes big plays in big moments. I really have a great appreciation of the, the way he plays every down. goes without saying, but that's you know, similar mindset to when, you know, I worked with Delaney Walker. Both those guys, they can bring it. They do a play after play, week after week, uh, and sustain success, D-Led. So I've got a great appreciation for George Kittle. Yeah, Kittle's coming off that game, 13 catches on 15 targets for 151 yards and a touchdown. He was limping a little bit late, so we'll look at the injury report for him later in the week. Um, he's tied for the team lead with 57 catches with uh, Debo Samuel. They both have 57. Um, Kittle's for 759 and five touchdowns, and then Debo's over 1,000 and he's got six touchdowns. But let's hear from Kyle Shanahan on his tight end. Uh, he gives us a ton. I mean, George, I mean, you guys know his his personality and everything, but just when you get his, uh, first of all, in the run game, how explosive and violent he is and how good of a blocker, but in the pass game, he's as explosive a tight end as there is and um, helps us get down the field today. All right, George Kiddo, uh, kind of their emotional leader. They draw a lot of energy from him. Let's look at some of their offensive stats. Uh, Mitchell's the leading rusher. I said a 165. For 759, he was out with a concussion and a knee last week. Uh, five rushing touchdowns. Debo Samuels ran um, 33 times for 240. Uh, six touchdowns. He had a 27-yard touchdown run against uh, the Bengals last week. And then Trey Sermon, the rookie, has 41 carries for 167. Uh, Josh uh, Jeff Wilson, I'm sorry, 44 for 139. Uh, Trey Lance ran it a little bit when he was uh, in there, 30 for 137 and a touchdown. Uh, that's their rushing attack. Now, uh, receiving Debo and Kettle are the big, you know, the leaders at 57, like I said, and five touchdowns and six. But Ayuk is a kid to keep an eye on. Kyle, you heard him talk about him and uh, the upside that he has. 41 catches for 549. Uh, it was like that Nikhil Harry, then Barrandon and Uke, and then Frank Darby were the last, you know, three receivers drafted out of Arizona State. Uh, Nikhil Harry hasn't panned out. Uh, Brandon Ayuk's coming along, and we see Frank Darby doing good things on special teams for the Falcons right now. Uh, 
Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback, he's a threat in the run game. He's definitely a check down guy. Uh, 24 catches for 231 and one touchdown. So uh, Eli Mitchell was getting some run at wide receiver too. And they still they have Muhammad Sanu, also former Falcon, uh, on the in the receiving core. Now Jimmy G is um, has completed 234 passes for 351 yards. He's hitting on 66.7 percent of his uh passes and 17 touchdowns to eight interceptions and um you know that's the big thing uh hey kyle wants to run outside zone then he'll run his bootlegs and then he'll you know he'll try to hit you over the top with kiddo uh but what he wants jimmy garoppolo to do is hey you know take care of our football jimmy uh you know don't throw any interceptions don't put it in danger and so he didn't have any turnovers against Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, Coach Kyle was kind of happy about that. So, uh, you know, first-round pick Trey's, his, uh, he's only played, Trey Lance has played in five games. He um, he had one start, 0-1 in that start. So, you know, it's Jimmy Garoppolo's team here down the stretch, and they're developing Trey Lance. But let's hear from Kyle Shanahan and what, you know, how happy he was that Jimmy G did not turn the ball over against Cincinnati. Jimmy, I mean, he just, he made some plays there at the end. Um, I thought that were huge, you know, especially with their pass rush going. You know, I think, um, you know, I think we're a hard team to beat when we don't turn the ball over at all. Um, and we found a way to not turn it over today, which um, usually I try to sell to our team. If we don't turn it over, um, we pretty much guaranteed to win almost if you look at the stats with that. Um, but that was starting to look bleak for a little bit. Um, but the way he came out on those those last two drives um, was aggressive, made some big time throws. And uh, one of the main reasons we we're able to win today. All right. That was coach Shanahan on Jimmy G. He wants them to take care of the ball. He, you know. He was aggressive down the stretch. He made some big throws, uh, you know, pulling that game out. Their backs were against the wall. So we'll see, uh, you know, what, what happens when the Falcons go out to California to face uh, the San Francisco 49ers. We're on a, on a little roll here late in the season. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, you know, there's some issues there. Uh, Nick Bosa, Armand Key has uh, um, four sacks. Uh, Nick Bosa has the 14 their main guy is Fred Warner, who, um, you know, is on the injury report. We'll have to uh, keep an eye out for him. They were down in the secondary against the Bengals and had to start third-round pick Aubrey Thompson, uh, who had a rough day. But, uh, you know, the, the book on the 49ers is, you know, pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. Uh, we also have to look for um, D Ford. Uh, D Ford, is, uh, he, he's got three sacks, another pass rusher. But Ford has been out, missed the last six games. But um, they have to make a decision on Wednesday if he's either in or out for the season. And I'm thinking if he's close to healthy, they got to activate him because, you know, you're going you're gonna to want him that pass rush if you think you're going to the playoffs and stuff. You might have to sacrifice a roster spot to keep him around. So special teams-wise, um, the 49ers <laughs> – Man, their punter Wisniewski has this like goofy punt, the kind of knuckleballs, and returners like freak out, and so the um, the Bengals freaked out twice, and it cost them. And uh, uh, San Francisco turned those uh, turnovers into ten points, you know, and won the game by three in overtime. 
So the Falcons returner, Avery Williams, is going to have to practice, um, you know, let the ball bounce or don't mess with it. You know, that's going to be one of the key things in um, the special teams area here against the 49ers. Uh, you know, hey, what are you going to do with these knuckleball punts and so forth? So that's going to be something to uh, to look out for. So we're going to wrap it up here. We um, covered uh, the offense, defense, uh, special teams here for the 49ers. Uh, looked at their um, season game-by-game scores. And uh, we heard from Matt Ryan Matt Ryan on the playoffs, Kyle Shanahan on their playoff chances. Uh, great description from Coach Kyle on the Brandon Ayuk touchdown that, that led him to victory over the Bengals. Then, uh, you know, one of the big things this week is uh, going to be the Falcons offensive line. Can they continue to keep Matt Ryan clean against Nick Bosa and his, and his guys? Can they continue to run the football in Arthur Smith uh Drop by to tell us how they've been improving and also to discuss the center rotation system. Now, I think one of the, you know, one of the good things about covering the team is when you play, um, you know, you get to see some of the top players in the league. So I'm, I'm, I like to see George Kittle. He's one of the guys that uh, when the Falcons are playing them, you're like, okay, I want to see how they're going to do against uh, this guy. And George Kittle is one of those guys. So hopefully he'll get to play and it'll be, um, you know, he was having a little bit late, but he's a gamer. We'll see how that goes. So we heard from Coach Smith, who's a former tight ends coach and a tight end connoisseur. He even likes George Kittle. And Kyle Shanahan discussed how Kittle provides the uh, emotional lift for his team. And then he talked about Jimmy G and not turning the ball over there. So with that, we're going to get out of here from uh, the 306th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast and, uh, you know, get ready for this game. Fly to San Francisco, get ready for this game on Sunday at 4.05 p.m. You know, if they can get in. I don't. I didn't really want to like talking about the playoffs till you get over 500. Um, you know, if they beat the 49ers and beat Detroit, okay, let's start talking about the playoffs. But we started talking about them anyway. Mike Bradley wrote a column, so it's official playoff season. It's much better than talking about getting ready for the draft and what position they're in and uh, what wide receiver out of Alabama they're drafting, which is, you know, Todd Mache's recent mock draft. But um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and get on the playoff, uh, playoff discussion bandwagon. Uh, for for you know while it's legitimate so with that we're going to get on out of here and uh, we're going to uh, ask you to have a great rest of your week and i hope you got all your holiday shopping done take care AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. 
Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.